So maybe we'll start with the Impulse content then instead of, <laughs> and, and you can introduce yourself at the same time. So I was just saying for the audience that is now listening that I was happy to see um, these two new team pilot for Impulse RC joining the team because I'm a big fan of the their freestyle. I've discovered G be- before Joseph. Sorry, Joseph. <laughs> and <laughs> I was saying when, when you joined the team, G, and when Sean um, told me that you were joining and I recognized you, I was like, yes, yes, I'm so happy that, you know, it's you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself? Like we can start with you and then we'll we'll uh, move on to Joseph um, after that. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, for people who don't know me, I'm, I'm, I'm FPVG. Uh, my name is uh, Jihad Chowdhury um, and I fly out of Surrey, United Kingdom. Um, so a very rainy place, but uh, we get we get what we can here. Um, and I've been flying for, um, I would say... One one year, four months, five months now, something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, not too long, but uh, went went uh, quite deep into the hobby straight away. So uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, um, off to Joseph. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, what's up, Joseph? Uh, yeah, so my name is Joseph Webb. Uh, I'm a 16 year old drone pilot from uh, Sydney in Australia, so very close to home. Yeah. Um, I recently started going by the pilot handle of J Web FPV, and um, I think this year, November, will be my sixth year in FPV. So, yeah, quite a long time. Wow. So we have, like, two very different profiles in a way. Like, we have someone who's really young and who has flown for six years. And then we have someone who's a little bit less young (laughs) 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 but has flown for a year. And both of you now are part of the same um, same team, which I think a lot of people know. Um, Impulse RC, you know, it's not like a small thing in the hobby so congrats like that's a good achievement yeah. i think yeah feels amazing i have to say um, yeah yeah 100 percent. still it, kind of surreal that like we're having this conversation yeah yeah, yeah. it's still sort of I, I don't know i don't know it's been it's been obviously been a few weeks but it's still sort of surreal and uh <laughs> yeah very grateful to be on the team of of uh you know legends really if we if we think about it um for, <laughs> for a person like me who's joined you know, only recently started the hobby compared to other people, but um, yeah, it feels feels great. Yeah. For sure. So, do you want to talk a little bit how how that happened? Like both of you, how did you get gone? Well, how did it happen? Like, how did you join the team? Well, do you want to go first? Start, you go first. I'll, I'll uh, first well, yeah, so <laughs> the way the way it kind of happened for me was a little bit convoluted. Um, I reached out to Sean through Discord because I was having an issue with the frame I was designing. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I reached out to him asking, you know, if he'd be looking to take on the idea because the company I was working with, you know, they were causing some issues. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he declined probably the most respectful way possible. Then after that, we, you know, went to talking, you know, started talking about the good old times of the hobby, stuff like that. And then it kind of just naturally came up. It's like we've been looking for some fresh pilots. Would you like to be in on our team? Yeah. And, you know, that's <laughs> Impulse RC is no small team for sure. So, you know, I had to jump at that opportunity as soon as I could. Ah, oh, that's good. Yes. Well, well done. I think it's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> what about you, Jihad? Um, for me, it was, a, again, a convoluted story. Um, so Sean and me started talking about another topic on Discord, um, completely separate from 
sponsorship or the frames or anything like that there was um there, there was just something that we were talking about in general um in private and the topic came up not entirely sure how but um sean was looking for a british pilot as far as i remember i'm gonna pull it up actually while i'm talking um and then uh essentially it went from there and then you know a few sort of weeks went by and we kept in touch with each other and i know sean's a there was a period of time where Impulse was quite busy in the warehouse and things like that. So, um, so a bunch of time went by, and then uh, I think he finally said, "Yeah, sorted out with sorted out with yourself um, early," and then uh, he spoke to you and and sort of sorted that side out, and then became official. And I was just over the moon, I have to say, because um, <laughs> what one of the, uh, probably the sponsor that I'm super duper happy about. That's good. Is that your yeah. one of your first sponsors? Did you have some before, or how did did you go with that? Um, so I had first one was CNHL. Um, mm-hmm. I love their batteries; just always have, um, yeah. especially for the price they're at, and they just do the job for me perfectly. Yeah. Um, and then there was Unmanned Tech, which is a shop here in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. uh, great team pilots as well great bunch of guys um just to hang out with um and then uh team motor um, oh nice and then impulse rc finally yeah oh yeah that's good that's good so you're used to it already you're used to sponsors yeah but <laughs> I, I, I know i know there's nothing like the first sponsor but there's also nothing like it sponsored by impulse rc i just have to say it's <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a group yeah. of legends so uh yeah for sure yeah same for you joseph um, yeah, so I already had my first sponsor was just a local shop here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they manufactured frames and you know they supplied me with parts and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah, naturally I moved on to you know some smaller other sponsors that were local, mm-hmm. and I moved on to my sort of international sponsor, which was HDLRC. Yeah. And then yeah, shortly after that I was offered Impulse RC, and you know that was sort of the pinnacle for me. That was yeah. you know, absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's good. So I'm asking all these questions because uh, sometimes, you know, in the audience, we have pilots who, who are not sponsored yet. You have pilots who don't want to be sponsored. And um, I was at the start of the hobby, I was a little bit like this too. So I don't, I understand. Um, so what do you think in general? Um, what's your experience with, with sponsorship? You don't have to tell everything you you know you, you, if there's things you don't want to say you, you're allowed to <laughs> but um um what's your experience in general with sponsorship do you think it helps you in the hobby like big time or what what do you think um well at least for me yeah like, you know as a, as a younger pilot especially back in the earlier days of fpv you know parts are a lot more expensive and as a younger like pilot who didn't have a job and stuff mm-hmm. sponsors were always like sort of that you know, pipe dream because, you know, whenever I crashed or whenever I needed to get something new, it's like, oh, I have to save up for that and I have to take it easy flying because if I crash and break it, then you know, I can't fly. So, yeah. you know, the sponsors really helped me in the sense that I was able to push myself a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, obviously there's lots of negative aspects of sponsorship as well. Mm-hmm. You know, things like the pressure, you know, you always have to be performing at your best. You know, you're always worried somebody's going to supersede you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes sponsors won't deliver on their promises, but... For the most part, especially with the Impulse RC, they're some of the best sponsors I've had in a long time. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good for them. We're doing a bit of advertising for them tonight. <laughs> What about you? What's your experience, Jihad? It's been generally quite good. I think I think I'd, I'd uh, reflect what what Joseph said in the, in the sense that it does take um, some of the burden off of um, having to replace, you know, parts or items that you need. So, um, especially for the kind of type of flying I do, where it's it, it, You know, one crash can result in your whole quad just being in two pieces and starting from scratch again. It's just, um, it can be a bit reassuring. They'll be like, oh, wait, I've got the company support. Should I need it? And they're fully aware of what I'm doing. So it's not going to come as a surprise if the day does come. I'm like, I need everything, please. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it does help um, for me to push myself and progress. And uh, um, it, it definitely does. And within Pulse RC especially, um, you know, Sean's been great um, thus far. So, yeah, no, very happy. It does help massively to, to young pilots yeah. and new pilots alike. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. And, you know, from, from experience, um, like, because I had to to work with a lot of sponsors, uh, not a lot, but, you know, like a bit of everything. <laughs> and um, everyone has always been in this hobby very decent. Uh, I was lucky to to find a lot of decent companies. Uh, but the only difference maybe between companies in some will be looking after you in terms of are you actually having fun? And some of some others will be like, uh, yeah, it's good you're having fun, but you still need to do all, to do all these things, you know, for us, <laughs> which for sure. fair enough, because, you know, they're supporting you. It's funny how there's different approach. And I feel like in Bolsasi, is uh, on the side of the fun as well. Um, and then when it comes to harassing pilots, that's that's my job, <laughs> to harass <laughs> pilots to give me content. So <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm too too, harass too much harassing no, you sometimes. But not I'm at all. That's, that's the least we could do. Let's just give you footage that we have. I think that's completely fine from my perspective. For sure. I think, yeah, yeah I think I, yeah. I agree with that uh, completely as there's some companies are quite chill and then let you sort of get on with what you're doing and then uh, mm -hmm. some companies want you to promote them a bit more which i completely understand it's a it's a sort yeah. of a symbiotic relationship in that sense they're helping us you help them and sort of you know you exactly. help each other grow so it makes sense to me completely Yeah, and I feel like um, if you if you have if you're sponsored by product by products you um, agree with anyway, you know that I think that's the right way to be sponsored. You shouldn't just um, accept anything unless you know you really need, like you said, you're very young and you need to start somewhere, obviously. Yeah. But after a while, you know, if you have the the luck to be able to to have a choice between brands you should totally go with what your heart tells you and then 100%. yeah and no matter how much they want you to product to to, pr to promote the product or show the product you already using it so it makes yeah. everything easier yeah and i agree when you said both that it helped you a lot but with pushing because you know um I, I, uh, when I first got the sponsors to, um, I was able to push a lot more as well. And, um, Jihad, you're both, you, I see you yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah, it crashed. It crashed and I'm back now, but there's two ah, of me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am the real one. This is, this is, there's not a clone. I'm the real one. Ah, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> um, an imposter among us. <laughs> um, Anyway, um, I don't know if you heard everything. I was just saying it's true. When you first have sponsors, suddenly you push more. And now that I'm a bit less active um, on YouTube, I'm more behind the scene person at the moment. I don't really ask anything from the sponsors anymore, just from, you know, mainly Impulse RC because obviously I'm working with them. 
But um, I realized that not having sponsors now, you think twice uh, before going to the field. <laughs> You're like, huh, <laughs> maybe I'm not going to go to that bando today. I'm just going to do a tree or a field, you know, open field <laughs> for once. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, that leads me to my next question, uh, because you said you were able to push more um, more and more with more and more sponsors um yeah. has your style maybe we'll start that question uh, with joseph because he's been flying for six years so how has your style evolved um over the past years and did you see dramatic changes um at some stage oh 100 percent um you know i remember back starting i think my first ever official sponsor was 2019 and ever since then it was kind of me just sort of floating around the park and, you know, taking it easy because mm -hmm. I still love the freedom of flight, as I always say, but it's, you know, whenever you can't fly, it's just no fun. So <laughs> yeah, after a while, then I you know, started collecting some sponsors. I started pushing myself more and more. And, you know, you'll notice that as you start pushing yourself more, people recognize you and that's how you get more sponsors. So it's kind of like this cycle. So after a while, it came to a point where I was able to push myself and, I wasn't afraid of crashing. And then that's when you started, like, all apprehension's gone and you're able to push as yourself as much as you want to. Yeah. So how did it translate in your style? Like, did you, was that um, doing more proxy, uh, getting more aggressive or all of it? Or what happened? Yeah, I think, I think it's a solid combination of all of them. It's just because you can do whatever you want in terms of however you fly, but if you want to interact with the environment properly or you want to push yourself on the sticks or you push a limited quad, then you can kind of do whatever you want. And then the sponsorship helps with that because in the event it does go wrong, you have the support to say, okay, I need this to help me do this. Mm -hmm. And then usually they'll be on board. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Jihad? I saw you were nodding. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I was agreeing with what Joseph said. As in, I think um, I started to fly a bit more proxy and a bit more harder and in a bit more destructive environments shall i say uh which has kind of been reflected in my recent videos i used to fly a lot more office parks and places like that which i really still enjoy to be honest i went to one last week and i loved it um but yeah pushing yourself in a abandoned environment where it's kind of all or nothing sort of sense and um you know even before sponsorships with the apex it was i would still do it because it's such a strong frame but now with this one it's kind of like oh i'm still okay even if i snap it in two which has not happened but um it does push you to fly harder and faster which i you're kind of apprehensive before but now you just go for it and uh you just yeah. go for it first time without lining up and you just go do it and it's changed my style a bit in that sense where mm -hmm. um yeah just fly more aggressively through more holes and gaps and landers and things like that now yeah yeah that's a good point when you said um even with the apex before the sponsorship uh, uh, that made me think that even if you don't have sponsors uh, you know because it's hard <laughs> um yeah, yeah. You, if you find products that match your your style of flying because you know it's always the same some frames or some motors will work better than other frames and other motors for some pilots depending on what they're doing i think if you if you're able if you, to to find the right products for you then you might also be able to push more what, what do you think yeah, yeah. no i, I definitely i definitely think that's the case because um as you said, there's certain products that will suit certain styles and certain people. Um, having confidence in your gear is 100%. Mm -hmm. 
you you'll never be able to push yourself if you can't trust yourself in your gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, the apex very much helped me with that because you know after a while I started to realize that it was almost indestructible in comparison to everything else. <laughs> yeah. It's very surprising, is it? Isn't it like? Yeah, the, it's surprising. The, I used to fly another brand of, of, of frames, which um, I really liked as well. It was Armaten. And um, I, I joined when they still had the Chameleon, um, which to me was a tank for my style of flying. You know, it was it was the best. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't using good frames before that. And at the time, you know, I was amazed that I could finally push a bit more. <laughs> and <laughs> then life happened. And um, and when Impulse RC, you know, released the Apex, I really liked the concept, not just the frame that looked very solid, but I liked the concept of the boards, the electronics that was coming, that were coming with it too. Yeah. I, with my KISS uh, setup, I just thought it made sense for me to, to switch. And, and I live in Australia. I thought, you know, it was time for me to to support a bit of local stuff as well. And I always, probably just like you too, uh, I was always impressed by um, the pilots that were in the team. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, if I can <laughs> if I can say yes to that, uh, I'm not going to say no. So that was good. And, and yeah, the Apex. So obviously, I don't fly as hard as you guys. You guys are, have quite, we'll talk about this a bit later. You have like a quite um, fast, aggressive style. But for me, yeah, Apex and is just like, is very strong because I used to fly aliens and I would crash and break an arm and fingers crossed so far I haven't even crashed um, even broken an arm or anything on, on the apex so yeah mm. impressive so yeah I wanted to speak a little bit about your style of flying because that's also why I have you both in this podcast because <laughs> um, recently on on social media everyone has been either mentioning Spang or wondering what the hell is Spang. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think you guys have a style that's probably it, you know, and I was thinking if you want to talk about it and how you discovered it or if you just realized that yeah. was your style and yeah, if you want to start Joseph, for example. And yeah, yeah. Well, um, in terms of highlighting, you know, what Spang actually is, in terms of what it is, it doesn't actually mean anything, the word Spang. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it was just derived as like a, a simple expression. I think it's an onomatopoeia from another well-known Spang pilot. Yeah. You know, he used that to describe whenever the quad was snapping around inverted, which is like, you know, a really popular move. And naturally, like, it kind of just trickled down. And now it's, it, it, I'd say it's making its way into mainstream FPV, which I think is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. And in terms of how I discovered it, like back last year during March in lockdown, I decided to get back in the simulator and start training really hard. Yeah. And I met all these crazy pilots who were developing this new style. And, you know, back then didn't even have a name. I was like, I really want to learn this. Can you teach me? So, yeah. you know, they started teaching me. I started learning all the basics. And then you know, I took it out after lockdown. And I started developing it, refining it. And, um, yeah, now here we are, in, you know, mid-2021 and it's still being developed. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. I'm a big fan of it, yeah. And um, what about you? How, how did you? How did you? Um, yeah, realize this was a thing. Um, I don't think I fly spang at all. Um, ah, okay. No. I, 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 I think I'm kind of the more old school um, acro style that's, that's okay. sort of uh, still lingering. But um, yeah, I mean, my inspiration really came from you know the legends that are sort of Tom Smith, Vic. Um, you've got steel as well. 
Um, so those three guys, um, for me, were big inspirations because um, they really took any location and went no mercy with it. And I just sort of loved that because in my head, when you're first flying, you're very scared of every location. But for them, it was kind of like there wasn't anything that scared them because they were going a million miles per hour and really exploiting every hole and gap. And I, and I love that aspect of it. Um, so, yeah, I picked that up and slowly started practicing towards it. You know, just the basics, really. Um, mm-hmm. Turns, figure of eights to snap rolls and then building from there. And yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of my style is the, the old school fast, fast acro. Um, yeah thing. we can tell it's definitely inspired by by old school um, um and but i feel like there's also a new generation touch in your flying because i just edited both of your flights today in the uh, impulse mix so oh, cool. <laughs> i awesome. was able to watch and i put them like so i think they're, they're appearing in the edit um like one after the other and i just the reason why i thought you were a bit inspired by Spang too um jihad it's because um, yes, you're flying in, in abandoned, in the flight you, you sent me, it's abandoned places and you're doing a lot of, you know, acro old school style, but I felt like it was a bit, you know, a bit juicy at some times as well. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe he's also part of this. So <laughs> I wanted to mention that tonight. No, it's, it's a fair point. I think, I think what I've tried to do is take moves that were typically used in more open spaces and tried to fit them in places where you wouldn't traditionally do them. Um, so I think that's, um, what I've tried to do and it's, it takes a bit of work to understand and have spatial awareness. It's the spatial awareness side of it is quite hard, but, um, it just means I had to be aware of everything around me, but I've tried to adapt that sort of old school acro style and bring in sort of the new moves into it a bit more. Um, so borrow things from Vic and steel and a few other sort of pilots and bring it into a faster and harder environment and try to do that and merge it all together to kind of develop my style yeah and and it shows and it's true you remind me you remind me of um of both tom smith and um blackbird because i remember flying in a bender with blackbird and obviously he's He's also doing bang technically, <laughs> like <laughs> Zosef. But when he's flying indoors, it's exactly what you said. It's like he's doing um, moves that you would do on an open field, but in in close proximity with the environment. And I, I'm just a big fan of Blackbird, like that since yeah, no, he's ever. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's a legend. Yeah, he is definitely is. Yeah, I'm so glad this was a thing because I, I like lots of. Uh, type of flying obviously you know the old school one is is amazing um steel uh, and tom smith were big um inspiration you know in the hobby at the start vic um i discovered vic way too late <laughs> I, should have, <laughs> I should have looked at, into him a lot a lot earlier but um but then you know at the time when i first saw what um wild willy and Joni yeah. fpv were doing i was like that's already yeah. different and then i don't know if you know that pilot from friends uh jay true is so i discovered him in paris in 2018 and 
And, <laughs> um, you know, I was just meeting with pilots I had never seen before. I just knew their name. I knew Finky. I knew Petit Soldat at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just met with all of them. And Jeju was just this young guy. And, and suddenly he says, oh, can I fly your uh, Mr. Steel alien? Because at the time I had, I still had it. I said, yeah, yeah, sure, you can. So we we. But we did the binding and everything. And then I'm like, well, I'm just going to look, you know, because I'm interested. And, and I'm like, who is this? <laughs> because <laughs> I, was, I wasn't expecting this, you know, very young and so, yeah, humble and everything. And he didn't even have, he had just the one frame, you know, and not that he had a good frame because it was by the, their, the French team that is there. They, they have their own frames and the good quality. So at least he had the good frame. But all the other components he had on it, you know, he was so young, but he had so much talent. And yeah, yeah so, so yeah, you know, for me, J. True, and then everything that happened later uh, and at the same time with Blackbird and all these styles, when I saw it happen, in some ways, you know, I still admire what still can do these days. Yeah. I watch it, but I'm almost like, yeah, you know, it blows my mind, but but I'm, it's different. I'm more inspired. Let's say I'm more inspired when I see the those kind of pilots like Blackbird, J. True, and all the new generation. I don't know why. Um, I'm not you, saying I don't. Yeah. I'll tell you who inspires me, and it's I've discovered it way too late, and it, it <laughs> discovered it like a year late. Is um, and I'm sure you guys are aware of High Flight. You know, oh, wow. yes. And I discovered him only like probably two, three months ago, and I was uh, absolutely blown away by stick control because his earlier videos, you can tell he went from this hard acro style, which was developing then, and he developed his own kind of way, and uh, he just disappeared. And I was like, yeah. what if this guy was flying all this time? What would have happened? Um, yeah. And I've and I've recently started to pick up a few of his things, and it's just. Uh, yeah, I love his flying. The way he exploits his environment yeah. in, in, in his own way is just brilliant. So, uh, yeah, that was yeah. one of my recent inspirations. It's funny that you sure. mentioned him because at the time when we were all looking up to, you know, Roto Riot and all the guys from Roto Riot, every time they had to mention a guy they liked, they were saying high flight. They were like, and, and then you would look at what he was doing and you're like, oh, yeah, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> and people thought, you know, that he was, because he was young, he had heaps of time to fly. That's why he was so good. But um, I got told by um, Chad Nowak, who had the chance to chat and meet him, or at yeah. least chat with him, that he wasn't flying that that often. Any, you know, is he's this t- type of people who just has it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what right. are your inspirations in the hobby, um, Joseph? Oh, definitely. Like you know, I, I love a little bit of everything. I love you know taking little like little bits of everyone's style and amalgamating it. Yeah. But um, definitely my biggest inspirations would be you know, like High Flight, Blackbird. J True, you know, the old school Johnny and Wild Willy videos. Yeah. You know, it's all that old school sort of juicy style. Yeah. That that stuff I I still love watching, like even to this day. Yeah, yes. At the time I remember when I discovered Johnny, I just thought it was black magic, you know, the, <laughs> what he was doing. <laughs> people people thought there were so many myths back in, in 2016 about him. Uh, 2016, 2017, people said he was uh, slowing down his footage. And then people were saying, no, he's actually speeding it up. And uh, people are editing for him. And <laughs> there were so many lies about him because he was so good. People couldn't just comprehend that 
he was yeah. good, you know. <laughs> I, I remember watching his video thinking, wow, this is like so unattainable. It's like so foreign. And then I remember seeing Blackbird kind of emerge in like 2017, 2018. And he was doing the same stuff, just, you know, a lot faster and a lot more aggressive. And I'm like, okay, this makes more sense. Because <laughs> at the time, everything was like that fast acro style. And it's like, okay, this seems more attainable. I can try to do something like this. And then that's oh. kind of naturally gravitated towards today's style, which, you know, we see in a lot of pilots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've discovered a new one. I wanted to mention him today, and then I can't find him again. Um, but I found a new pilot uh, by browsing the Impulse RC hashtag, and um, I'll try to find it and I'll put the link in the description, and I'll tell you guys later. Is really good. I think you're following him already, Joseph. I think it's Rio. I don't remember his name, Rio FPV or something like this. Oh, Roy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, oh, Roy? he's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's him. Roy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just found him. Yeah, very good pilots too. Yeah, um, he's a I very just good pilot. found him yesterday morning and I just, I couldn't stop scrolling on his feed and watching everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was amazing. So, nice. yeah, yeah. it's I'm really excited about this new thing, you know, the, the new style at the moment that is, that is emer emerging. There's a lot of new styles always, you know, coming. There's a lot of people now who specialize in chasing stuff. It sounds... It sounds yeah. basic, but it's not. You know, you can chase chase in so many ways, and I'm so happy where everything is going. To be honest, yeah, no, it's a, the sure. the hobby sort of growing quite exponentially at the moment. It feels like to me, anyway. Um, yeah, you've got obviously the cinematic pilots coming in, um, and you know, using the the hobby in a great way, and you've got all these styles developing and young guys getting into it as well and it's the the hobby is more accessible than it ever has been so uh yeah it's good to see it grow quite quickly uh, see if yeah. you, you know if you get sure. out there yeah. yeah i was um recently talking with thomas uh paul and thomas bitmata i think it was with them they mentioned a racing oh no that was on another live um a racing boy who's like five years old and he's racing or he's doing freestyle i don't remember now i need to check him out and is it, yeah, is i it, can't uh, believe there's a guy called um a kid well i say a guy a kid called pepper fbv i don't know if you've yes. seen yeah, him that's, that's yes. it's him right and i was just blown away it's just i, I could barely understand gravity at that age let alone flying quads <laughs> <laughs> And this is, yeah. I need to check him out because apparently he's amazing and surprising. And, yeah. you know, when I was working um, in an RC shop, um, just as retail, we wouldn't really even sell, we wouldn't, we didn't like selling RC cars to five years old because we're like, they're not really coordinated that much at that time. You know? like, <laughs> and this, if this little guy is actually flying FPV, that's, that's just proof, of, it proves us all wrong, actually. <laughs> No, he, he gives us all a run for his money. Like yeah, I've seen, yeah. I've spoken to him. He's he's insane. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah. He's not he's he's not just flying FPV. Like he's he's flying really really good. Like really good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Regardless of his age, if someone said he was twenty five, you know, mid twenties, I'd be like, he's still such a great pilot. So it's oh, wow. it's insane um, for his age what he's doing. <laughs> I really need to check him out now. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Ah, that's. Yeah, the young pilots. Also, you know, um, we have Joseph, who's quite young. But now when I say young, I'm thinking the, the kids, you know, I'm thinking 10 years yeah. old, you know, and I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with. Um, yeah. And uh, and in the meantime, I'm still like, I know I'm talking about Johnny again, but um, uh, you've, you guys have probably watched what he's done recently with the, the car commercial. Yeah, yeah. Porsche. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so... 
there's like improvements on all sides of the hobby and um, and he the good thing I, th I found with that commercial is that um, he's very open about how he, they made that happen I don't know if you've watched yeah. the behind the scene yeah. yeah I think it's so good yeah, yeah it's very it's very impressive is it something that you guys would be interested to do one day as well like a bit of cinematic stuff that that's what I'm kind of venturing into now in all honesty like you know I'm still young and I'm still trying to make you know a career for myself but You know, I've recently been partnering up with, you know, small photography firms and trying to introduce FPV, you know. Um, we're about to start a big film shoot with Kia. It's like, that's that's awesome to be able to see FPV, like, branching out to sort of mainstream cinematography. Yeah. Um, especially with Porsche. That, that's insane. Yeah. It's, I've watched it, like, 10 times now. It's amazing. Some of those yeah. shots here are amazing, where he, where he kind of gets the dirt in the camera and he still managed the quad is dead level, dead steady, and... I, I yeah. just could not comprehend it. And when he reverses back from the car as well, traveling speed, I could not understand the camera angle. You know, my, my head just couldn't get get around it. How he's still going back with the speed is it's black magic, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's so impressive. And going through the window. Sorry if you if anyone in the audience hasn't watched it. We're just spoiling everything now. But, um, <laughs> the going through the window shot as well. At some stage, I thought. I doubted it him and I feel bad about it. I thought, you know, maybe they made him fly really close to the window. Then there was a CGI transition with the camera on a wire through the, the, the car. Yeah. And then, you know, with a, a green screen. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what they did. And then the behind the scene proved me wrong. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> you really did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The amount of skill yeah, to, to do that. Yeah. Just, to, just to fly through a car window, just you know, still, let alone <laughs> sideways and then having the wind or the air turbulence change because you go into the window and you're, the air is dead stop in there, basically. So you're having to change your change your chord angle and then go through and back. It's just, yeah, black magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's always, um, he's always ahead of a, a lot of people. Not yeah. talking about just the style, but just like what he's uh, he's able to, to take part in. He's yeah. just always... Well, when you think you've seen everything, then Joni just drops something and you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen everything yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think... So, yeah. I, I was just going to say, I've been, I've been slowly getting into trying to get into real steady. Never ventured into it before, never touched it. It was just, you know, never of my interest. But um, trying it recently, I've even got a little mount printed getting started <laughs> for uh, my GoPro 8 so um, and of course Mindy filter sorted for that as well so yeah I'll be just playing around with it because um, I like doing b-roll and things like that in my videos so see if I can add a bit of this in environments um, you know a bit more cinema, cin cinematic stuff um, into the yeah. videos and yeah see how I can add it and use it yeah that's good that's good experimenting so have you um, Joseph what, what camera so you just said Do you had you using GoPro 8? Um, what do you use as a camera, uh, Joseph? Uh, no, I use a Hero 8 as well. Um, yeah. I've been looking for sessions everywhere, but like sometimes they're selling for like five, six hundred dollars. It's like hilarious. Yeah. Yes. He's gonna he's gonna flex his session right now. <laughs> I have I have three, but I think there's one that is dead and one that is dying. So technically, uh, I think I just have one left. Otherwise, I would have. This is my. One. This is my. Stock oh my in God. GoPro. I take this out oh, yeah. every time. It's got all the NDs, but on individual GoPros, so I can just switch out quickly and um, 
yeah, telling you now, wait another five years, those things are going to be doubled in value. Easy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's my investment yeah. fund right there. That's a big flex in the community. Like when you have like three, four sessions left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at this. <laughs> you go to a meetup and just start flexing your GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just wondering on this topic, um, um, you know, what 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 will be next step again uh, with um, uh, the 360? Uh, that's a, yeah, the 360Go, I th- Insta 360Go, I think it's the name. Yeah, or this kind yeah, of small the, camera. The little one, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how resilient you know they are um, when it comes to freestyling because that's my next step. I'm like, should I buy one for the micro apex four inch? But um, I'm scared that because they're so small, they might be a lot more fragile. I don't know, actually, what to think about it. <laughs> I think, no, I think maybe sure. it's just mounts, isn't it? If you build a sturdy enough mount for it, then it's protected yeah. around the lens. Yeah. I had a friend in uh, Croatia. Um, his name's mm-hmm. uh, Fajek, who's a great pilot himself. Um, he, te- he When it got released, he tested it quite extensively. Um, and apart from a few jello issues to start with, it looked good, so... And I was very impressed with the weight and size of it. I was just like, yeah. this is insane. How can it do this in low light conditions? And For me, it was the onboard stabilization. That was just, yeah. I remember seeing it. I thought it was real steady at first. It's like, no, that's like the onboard engine. Like that, that yeah. blew me away. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So when you guys fly freestyle with the Hero 8, I'm just asking out of curiosity, do you have stabilized footage activated or, or it's something you, you don't do? No. Uh, at least for my style, like it's a lot of my stuff involves changing direction very quickly or, you know, trying to move away from something. And if you would have stabilization, it's going to try and smooth out and dull those movements. And yeah, it, it, it's almost vomit inducing. It just ruins the footage completely. Yeah. Okay. So it's still not because I'm still on the GoPro Hero 6 and I don't yeah. have stabilization on. Uh, and if I do, it's because it's by mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I was wondering if now, you know, GoPro Heroes 8, uh, is there the 9 out as well? Yeah. Yeah, the 9's yeah. out. It's I was big. wondering if they could handle this kind of crazy flying. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't use it personally. And I, I think I have a quite a strong stance with stabilization in freestyle. I think maybe yeah. Joseph will yeah. agree with me is a it can't keep up with the rates that probably me and Joseph use. It just it just bugs out. And mm. B, I I kind of like to be honest with my flying, as in it is what it is. This is out the camera. If there's a little shake in my thumbs, you're getting it in the camera. But I don't want to kind of lie to the audience and be like my, yeah. my flying's perfect. You know, no one's is. Yeah. But you're getting yeah. what what I'm flying. It's what I kind of yeah. want to go for in each of my videos. Yeah. yeah that that's sort of like the old thing with the juicy style it's like you know, there's no stabilization you know there's nothing done in post it's just a couple like a bit of saturation boost and then that's it it's all down to the thumbs you have to be as smooth as you can yeah i remember seeing that um that question on i think it was probably culture fpv facebook page or something similar someone was asking how i don't remember whose footage was that smooth and uh Someone just said the thumbs, you know, it's just his <laughs> thumbs. And I was like laughing because it's cute. It's cute to ask this question when you don't know, when you start entering the hobby. And then yeah. you realize it actually takes lots of skills um, to fly a certain way, you know. So, yeah, um, that makes me think, actually, because I wanted to ask you a lot earlier, um, both about your setup and like the kind of rates you're flying. Because if people look you up and they want to do similar stuff, uh, 
as you like as you do uh, yeah. maybe it would be good to share that so jihad do you want to tell us a little bit about your setup and everything yeah i'll scrap it it's just yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm flying um, the Apex five inches. We all know. Um, I don't mm -hmm. fly the light setup, so you know, full, full fat screws and everything, because um, it's just easy. When you're in field, it's just easy to change normal screws and have it at hand. Um, I have a traditional uh, Fetec 45 amp stack, so the, the kind of the Kiss system in, in a sense, um, mm -hmm. with a DJI. Caddx system with the old DJI camera, which is now not being made anymore, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I'm flying the T motor Velox, uh, Velos, so the V2, the new Velos that have come out. Um, I love these motors because I used the the previous version for a year straight, um, and these new versions came out, and I love them. And then just a GoPro Session Five and a CNHL Black series, you know, eleven hundred. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. And what about your your rates um, and these yeah. kind of things? Yeah, uh, my rates are around about ten seventy five. Um, around about that, it depends on the setup and the system because you never actually get to that value on a quad. Um, so it's, it hovers around about that somewhere. And then your so that's rolling pitch ten seventy five, and your something around about eight fifty, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's that's fast. <laughs> 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 what about you, Joseph? Uh, I don't have my setup on hand, but um, obviously it's an Apex 5 inches roll. Um, we love the high KV stuff because, you know, a lot of our environments are open. So mm -hmm. I run 1950 KV 6S, the T-Motor Blackbirds. Okay. So they're 2207 for the, like, the lower end torque. Mm -hmm. um, I've been hopping around ESCs lately because I have a habit of frying them. Um, <laughs> so I've been having the best luck with the T-Motor ESCs. Okay. Um, I run Flight 1, so I run the Flight 1 Revolt. Mm -hmm. Pardon the voice crack. <laughs> um, I run DJI, so I run the Vista with the um, Nebula Pro camera because it's a lighter one. Mm -hmm. um, I run magnesium hardware on all my quads because it's a lot lighter and stronger than steel and aluminium. Okay. Um, Hero 8 and then uh, Ivonic 1200 backs. All up weights, I think 700-ish grams, mm -hmm. which isn't too bad for a HD quad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in terms of rates... I fly pretty high rates, so pitch and rolls around 1480 degrees a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the, the caveat is I run 80% expo, so. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I still hit full stick very often. It's just rather than holding full stick for a second or two and then having to bounce back, it's blip full stick and then come back and you have all that time to recover. Yeah. Okay. That's why you're able to get that sort of smoother look. Mm, interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and do you um, uh, have different rates on your or are all your? Oh, my yours a bit slower. I think it's twelve fifteen, twelve twenty, I believe. Yeah. So it's it's still <laughs> pretty high. Like <laughs> if you pin you pin your yaw all the way, it still takes off. <laughs> See, but, um, this this is where yeah, my age comes bad. in. I, I I don't think I'll be able to. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I was wondering actually why you were speaking. I'm like, is that because you're 16? Is that going to change as you get older? <laughs> it's possible. I mean, like I have friends who I fly with that are like, you know, 30, 40 years old and they still love the high rates because, yeah, sure, reflexes slow down, but at the end of the day, like your reaction time doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. As, as long as you can get the reaction time, as long as your reflex isn't too bad, you're fine. Yes, yeah. 
yeah. And it also just means maybe your brain is wired this way anyway. Like you, you wouldn't do well with cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, I started like back 2015. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it, I think I told you the story. Yeah. Yeah. Back when we started, we didn't have actual rates. We just had, you know, a set of speed from one to ten. So yeah. me being a ten-year-old immature kid, I set it all the way to ten, <laughs> <laughs> and I've slowly been trying to work my way back down because otherwise we're going to ruin my pods again. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, fun times. Mm, yes yeah well you know it also means they were made for you because i started with uh higher rates than i needed like they were probably a thousand or eleven hundred um on pitch and and roll and probably like 900 on your and i never really i never really caught up like my brain didn't catch up to this and when i moved them to around eight fifty uh and six fifty um that's when i was like ah <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> Slow brain. That's me. <laughs> so, yeah, it just means like sometimes um, it's it's just something you you tried and it worked for you and, and it's great. Yeah. It's all pre personal preference. Rates is something that you know only you can sort of like. Yeah, and sometimes it's tricky. Um, it's tricky to find you the, the ones that are working for you. And I remember um, switching radio. So when I switched for the Tango. Uh, tango too um i had to change my rates again actually and i was surprised yeah. and i was like why you know i didn't expect that to happen and i asked Trappy, we talked about it and he said yeah it's normal because you know it's different um, yeah. and i was like oh wow i didn't expect that because i was flying i'm like what's going on like <laughs> uh, is it the radio and it was the radio so. the gimbal is very shorter isn't it it's about yeah exactly like, uh, of, uh, i switched to the um the tango too now because I've always flown the Tyrannus, I flew that for about four years. And then yeah. I switched to the Tango too, and I realized like it completely threw me off. And yeah. I spent days thinking about why. And it has, I think, 50, 60% less travel than the Tyrannus. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's got 38 degrees travel instead of 60 degrees. Okay. So yeah. went back to the Tyrannus. Oh, you went back to the Tyrannus. Yeah, so I'm still running that after almost five years. Mm. <laughs> Which Tyrannus do you use? I use the, um, the X9D Plus, the special edition, the old one. The problem is that it's the carbon fiber hydro dip, but because it's been used so much, the hydro dip's worn down. I know. So I, I think it's time to either get a new shell or just paint it. I'm not too sure. <laughs> paint it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Paint it. Bright pink. Yeah. Do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> the X90 was, it's a good radio. That was mine too, until the Tango, but... um. I, I'm very bad with equipment and um, I had broken switches and you know all these kind of things and it was big in my backpack so yeah. when the tango happened I'm like okay how do, do I do I make the tango to work because I want to keep that radio there's no switch to break <laughs> <laughs> there's no antenna to lose <laughs> I just want to keep it yeah. so what controller radio. do you have Jihad? I use I use the tango on my desk oh, yeah. there is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah as soon as it came out I was using a jumper T12 which is mm -hmm. kind of the smaller jumper radio when it first came out and it was just released when I started but then um, I was just having trouble with the switches and things like that failing on me and the gimbals um, when we were just losing calibration as soon as this came out I jumped on it and I loved the fact that, that I can have my arm switch as a click button because yeah. I used to find myself accidentally just flicking it in mid-flight. Yeah. Like, if I get stressed in a sort of stressful environment, yeah. I just accidentally flick it because, you know, you, you sometimes just jolt. And the fact that this didn't have it was just a godsend. So, uh, and it's so compact, so I love using it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Same. 
Yeah, and um, I agree with the flicking switch. I had a, a sequence of arming myself um, for the for when I had the trannies because I knew I knew, and it was my and it hasn't happened yet. Fingers crossed. I haven't had a quad like starting in my in my hands. You know, that was my biggest fear for a while. And even now, I'm back to better flight. Uh, I know it's four point one now maybe it's 4.3 almost 4.3 okay um and um but i have this past trauma of seeing people in better flight the quad just starts for no reason <laughs> so every time i plug in i have this vivid memory of people chopping their hands off and i'm like oh, please don't do that but i'm i'm quite trusting better flight these days so we'll see <laughs> oh, that was scary as oh i hate when this happens um, I'm, I'm yes, still scared when that happens. Well, I've, it's never happened to me, and I've never seen it to happen to anyone. But I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm still scared plugging in every single time. <laughs> Plugged in probably thousands of batteries by now, but every time there's a fear, it's like, what if? <laughs> yeah. you, know, you always get like, I've had one pretty bad incident. And that's when moisture got on an ESC. Oh. When you have two bridge phases, then you know the motor will spin up to full RPM. Oh. So yeah, that that that. That is a fair bit of damage to your hand. I got eight stitches, and you know, that wasn't fun. No flying for a little while, but yeah. you just learn to trust it after a while. Conformal coat all your electronics, you know, plug <laughs> yeah. in upside down so it doesn't go up to your face. You just you learn everything. Yeah, yeah. I've seen um, I've seen a quad that had fall fallen in a in a small. Do you call that pond? Um, not a pond, like a, just when it rains and there's a hole in the road. A puddle, yeah. Puddle. And, and, um, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, yeah, that is not good because um, you, you, I think the person touched it and the thing just like shorted. Yeah, it goes back to life. Ah, oh, that was so scary, like a little animal. And then I've seen <laughs> another thing. I saw, um, yeah, quite on better flight and it had the, it had FR Sky receiver and we think that's what caused the problem. It mm. was the long range we don't know but we think that's what happened um when he when he plugged in his controller was too close or something to the setup and and it just started started in his hand and and you just hear it's it's awful like i'm still <laughs> traumatized you 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 know your brain knows it's not normal you can see the quad full noise in someone's hand and you're like oh, how do you stop that and even <laughs> if he threw it you know and by chance when he threw it because it was not fully plugged in it still it unplugged so when he threw it it unplugged and but he was like not too bad he still had all his fingers but he it was quite deep in two of them and you know he was like i'm fine and the next second he was like all pain and, and we were all in shock it's more like the noise that it makes and you know yeah. um you're not ready for it and so this is always every time i better flight quad I'm like please don't do this <laughs> yeah yes that's the the perks of the hobby. <laughs> yeah, always going to be on your toes, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This and 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 trees is always what I think the most of. I hate getting stuck in trees. I'm always getting stuck in them. <laughs> the problem is I'm all, I'm also short, so like I I won't go to a tree spot without a tall friend. Oh yeah. Because if I if I get stuck, I'll be like, hey, can you give me a hand? And he'll just like put his hand up, and I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. That's yeah. good fun. Yeah, yes. Is there any type of places that you guys love flying? Like, what's your go-to go to place, for example? Uh, Jihan, oh, if oh you want um, to. yeah, for <laughs> um, <laughs> I picked one. I think, 
I don't know. I, I find myself going through phases. I go through a bando phase, and I go through an office spot phase, and then I'll go to go through a tree spot phase. Um, I flew. I haven't flown a tree spot in months. Quite literally, months. Especially over the winter, they don't look nice. So, mm. um, and I went to one about two, two, three weeks ago, and I forgot how much I loved it. And uh, mm. you know, we had this lovely area um, of of trees, um, and I forgot how much I loved it. So I think I love every spot because it changes how you fly. As soon as you go to a different type of spot, it changes how you fly, and you kind of figure out, oh wait, I can do this. It kind of changes yeah. your, your way you do things. So um, yeah, I don't think I have a favorite, but I think I most often go to office spots because um, mm. you usually have trees as well as hard environments. It's a good balance, sort of. Um, compared mm. to a bando or just a tree spot. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Joseph? Well, unfortunately for us, I mean one of the most populated parts of Australia. So <laughs> things like bandos don't exist here. Office spots are always populated. So it's kind of reserved to, you know, open fields or, you know, some odd tree spots you'll find. Um, I love proximity. I love tree spots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the main problem is just everywhere is so populated. You'll be driving for five, six hours on end trying to look for a place that doesn't have people. Yeah. yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's typically Australia. So you have like good city spots but everybody is in in there or you yeah. have nothing but also it means the landscape is just nothing <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah it's not easy and in melbourne here we're quite lucky with um, a famous abandoned place um so we have this if we want to go there but um beside but it's always used by also photographer videographer filmmaker models like because it's just so specific you know the, that yeah. place and then um and then it's like you it's just yeah uh, car parks and ovals and yeah exactly <laughs> that's all we get here yeah yes well i'll have yeah. to i'll have to take you guys for a tour if you ever come and come to the uk <laughs> i actually really want to go to the uk next time i go visit my parents in france because awesome, yeah. Um, I want to go back to London because I loved London. I, yeah. I know it's just so cliche, but also I really want to meet Tom Smith and I want to get a tattoo from him. So, you know, and I have uh, other um, uh, English people like I have a, a good mate who I'm helped started um, FPV here and now he's back to uh, the UK and now there's you. There's other pilots that I know from online stuff. There's more reason to go to the uk yeah, yeah. yeah. there's no, we'll um, uh, make a make we'll a trip out of it yeah, yes yeah. and also it's so you realize once you leave europe and you you arrive in in australia that anything is doable in 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 europe you can it doesn't matter how many hours you have to drive it will always be less yeah. than what you do in australia yeah like you, you forget that australia to get from one end to the other is ten thousand kilometers and then if you want to get from one end of europe to the other it's like oh, okay you can cross 12 countries <laughs> <laughs> yes that's this so i'm like if i'm going to the uk i don't care i can drive you know six hours a day if i have to go everywhere it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's also two um female pilots from there that i want to meet uh, it's mg fpv and kelsey yeah so hopefully... oh, kelsey's awesome yeah uh, I've, no, I've known her for a long time because yeah. we yeah we were both sponsored by uh quad racer like you know the frame manufacturer yeah long time ago okay yeah. yeah yeah she's great and um so yeah that's the the bucket list the UK. Fair <laughs> mm. All right. Well, you know, I think Jihad, you have 
work to go back to yes i do unfortunately <laughs> i wish i could stay for longer but yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's all right well you know i'm so happy um we got to do this um yeah. uh, especially for many reasons you know um, i really liked both your style um, of flying it's very inspiring and we're both in a team and i thought it was good to see each other face to face a little bit so thanks for joining i'm very happy about it yeah i had a lot of fun here i yeah, really appreciate it guys yeah, thank you for having having us. It was fun. No, yeah. No worries. So, just one last thing: if people want to check you out, you know, on on social media or internet, what what do they have to look for? Like, if they want to find you, Joseph, um, what do they need? Oh, to they see? just have to look up J Web FPV. I should be one of the first to come up. Yeah, and web with like double B. So G. yeah, two Bs. Yeah. yeah. And and G had your G FPV. Yeah, it's FPV G. So uh, ah, very sorry. simple, <laughs> FPV space and the letter G, um, which is my nickname. So you'll find me quite easily on all socials. Cool. Good stuff. Yep. Well, so everybody, go check them out. They're very good pilots. Very inspiring. Lots of things to learn from them. And. Um, and yeah, we'll probably catch up another time, you know, um, all together or with other pilots from the team as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, stay tuned for that. And thanks, guys, again. Um, and have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Same to you. Speak to you. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.